thanks for matching. Now, check your DMs, because this week, we're going to be talking about the security of dating apps. You might not be as secure as you think. Tonight, the North Korean hackers going even further. This was just the latest in a series of leaks. 143 million Americans, one of the largest cyber attacks in this country's history. Estimated losses from these breaches in excess of $20 billion. So, Jacob, have you used dating apps before? Uh, no, I actually have not. You haven't? No. Oh, okay. Uh, then I'm the expert in this realm. You are, the, you are the resident expert yes. on this. Okay. I have used dating apps before. I've used Tinder and Bumble. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're very user-friendly. And they're also terrible. I, I mean, dating apps, using them, I think, is very stressful. And I, it's not as rewarding as in-person dating. But a lot of people use dating apps. Um, like everything else, you know, in our modern world, you know, you could order things from Amazon on your phone. You could pay your taxes with TurboTax. Like everything can be done mobile or on your computer. And so a lot of people date now and it's in the palm of our hands. And so Pew Research reports that over a quarter of Americans use dating apps of any kind. Apps like Tinder, Bumble, Grindr, OkCupid, Coffee Meets Bagel. There's tons of them, and they dominate the dating scene for Americans that not only are young, but also old, too. There's a growing group of people who are doing online gate dating who are like 50 or 60, right? Yeah. Are you more of a coffee or, or the bagel in that situation? Uh, I mean, have you used? Have you heard of Coffee Meets Bagel? I have not. This is the first time I'm hearing about it, actually. Oh, well, so essentially it asks you questions about things that you like, and oh. it'll match you with the person who likes other things. Yeah, so I, I've done the research on this stuff. I'm a, a dating app You're the expert. resident expert. Yeah, resident expert. So, well, you know, the technical expertise, the foot is on the other shoe as it is. The foot is on the other shoe. It was, right, I was purposefully yeah, mis- mis- yeah. quoting it. Exactly. Right. Please continue. Well, I was going to say that most, if not all, dating apps have three major aspects that are crucial to their functioning that offer an interesting opportunity through the lens of, you know, cybersecurity. Oh, go on. So first, you know, they use location data. The apps have geolocation tracking enables you know you to connect with your other sexy singles in your area obviously second is the presence of you know your identifiable information we're talking mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. your 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 name obviously possibly your phone number but you know obviously your profile picture we just talked about facial recognition and that so you know after all dating apps are designed to you know introduce you to strangers so it's going to have information about right. a lot you. of a lot of what we call in the biz right PII PII which is personally identifiable information things mm-hmm. that make you you yeah, it could even have things like, you know, your job or where you went to college. You know, I assume mm-hmm. yours says, you know, astronaut on yours. But, right, you know. right. Or I'm over six feet tall. <laughs> over six feet tall, of course, yeah. Uh, you know, when I'm, I'm definitely not. Yes, definitely yeah. not. The third aspect of dating apps that makes them a juicy security-wise topic is, you know, messaging is enabled with them. That means that chat logs used in dating apps often contain sensitive and sometimes embarrassing information that may include images that users would want to keep personal. right. It's, Definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's not a stretch to say that dating apps are kind of like a treasure trove of, you know, valuable, blackmailable information. Right. Especially. Especially. And I think this has been in the news recently um, where the company Grinder, which is predominantly an LGBT dating app site, mm-hmm. um, was acquired by a Chinese gaming company. Hmm. And the U.S. government said that this is a national security risk. There was a press uh, memo that came out that said that Chinese ownership of Grinder is a national security risk. We're going to throw to a clip to that right now. 
The U.S. says a popular app poses a security threat to the country. Grindr, the California-based gay dating app, is now owned by a Chinese gaming company. Since then, there have been a number of security issues, and the U.S. government is concerned about the possibility personal information could be hacked. And we'd like to thank uh, CBS for that clip. Yeah, thank you, CBS, for that clip. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, you know that that offers a lot of problems. I mean, China isn't well known for its particular love of the LGBT community as well, which mm -hmm. raises an even more interesting sort of concern about what they could possibly be using that data for. Right, and I think that privacy aspect comes really into it because one of the reasons that you know the United States sees as a security issue is that these are some people who aren't comfortable coming out, mm -hmm. you know, and so now there's this whole pressure that maybe a foreign government has all this information that they don't want public that it's a private you know like pictures like people send a lot of pictures in dating apps mm -hmm. you know there's that that happens right and you know not to get into like too dark of a territory here but you know dating apps uh, look dating apps you can use them for many good things mm -hmm. but you know dating apps are also used for you know extramarital affairs and right exactly if you're the chinese company that owns that well, now it, you have an easy subject of blackmail with the evidence to prove it immediately. Right. And that's part of part of getting a security clearance, part of working for the government. Yeah. Um, that makes you a target for um, foreign possible agents. Possible recruitment. Yeah, yeah. Possible recruitment. Like, hey, you know, give us this information on X, Y, or Z. Else, you know, maybe this will get in your local newspaper or maybe this will be flooding your Facebook feed. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different levers you can use on people to get them to do what you want. And now that we have these systems in place that allow our information to be acquired and, and moved around the world, that opportunity to use someone's information is now higher than ever. Yeah. I mean, sorry to dwell on this so long, but you can even use it for something as something as kind of psychological as saying maybe you have a particular type. Right. And exactly. you could be using a sort of honeypot to draw in some person because of mm. that. I mean, the, the possibilities of this, you know, once you kind of open it up, you start to see like, wow, this uh, actually leads to quite a lot of areas of like points of articulation where you could actually target a person because of this right exactly exactly and i think that um this kind of goes into the larger kind of uh, theme that we've been talking about is that data and information is power mm -hmm. you know uh, who is it that said that the new the gold of the 21st century is data right? i'm not sure but it i've was, heard oh, it's oil oil it's the oil yeah, yeah it's oil of the 21st century i've oil heard someone compare century. it even to to like the deep water navigation like it's mm. like it's so transformative. It's not even just like a currency. It's like right. It's like a necessity to do anything. Um, right. So but shifting back to shifting back, yeah. Uh, dating apps. Always love going on tangents with Jacob. Of course. Um, most mainstream dating apps, and this is where it gets a little bit interesting security wise. Um, it allows users to share data from their you know Tinder app, Bumble app, whatever, with LinkedIn and Facebook. Mm -hmm. Okay, which is is really cool in some ways. Um, some apps even require that you connect another social media account. Because um, it allows, you know, yeah, it's extra authentication of your it, identity. Exactly, it allows for other authentication. Also, it allows you to see if you have people in common that you know, like mm -hmm. if you have a work friend or a Facebook friend. You know, it makes that it, there. It, it prevents some kind of scamming mm -hmm. in a way, but also it raises the the threat landscape. It does. Yeah, you're it, connecting it, all that data. Exactly, it expands other people's capacity to access your your dating app. Right, because if you lose your Facebook account password, it's connected, and you know there you go. Um, earlier this year, in fact, OkCupid reported there was an uptick in account hacking because users were reusing passwords across platforms. Yeah, that's a common problem, actually. 
it's not even something that's necessarily uh, isolated to a dating app, but you mm-hmm. know, you have these things where you don't really care as high, you don't think as much about the security and then suddenly, you know, you're you're compromising many of your platforms because, you know, you know, people don't always they're not having the security mindset where they're trying to make new ca- passwords for every single account or yeah, using a exactly. password manager or something like that. Yeah, precisely. And so another on top of that, um speaking of platforms, uh a company called Flexera Software uh, did some IT assessment management mm-hmm. research, and they found that a lot of people who use dating apps, they're using their dating apps on the same phones that they're using for enterprise, for work, mm-hmm. right? And so they found that 60% of dating apps that can access social networking apps and text inf- texting functions were also used by like people who are their their work their primary work phones. I see. Okay. And so that opens a whole other opportunity for, you know, industrial espionage and corporate espionage. Even just intrusion. It's just yeah, an, an intrusion. You know, it's publicly facing. It's easier mm-hmm. easier to get into that person's phone. But this is also the case for for Grindr and OkCupid as you said. Yes. Mm-hmm. So a study by IBM across dating apps found specific medium to high severity vulnerabilities across the at risk 60% of leading dating apps. So there's sort of attacks that are used to, you know, exploit a trusted website visited by a data app, you know, where that user gets the app itself to deliver malicious scripts from the attacker. So, you know, like I was just saying before, people are using the app because it's public facing or at least more mm-hmm. public facing and they're using that as a means to get compromised to the phone overall. Yeah, it's an it's increasing that threat landscape and dating apps like any app. I think we're 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 leaning heavy on data apps. I mean, dating apps because they're fun and they're interesting, and you know, people have a personal connection to them. They're they're private. There's right. that sexiness factor to them. Right. But really, any app can do this. A weight a weight watching app, mm-hmm. like an app that tracks your steps, like any app can offer an avenue for for a vulnerability. But it's also an app where you're you yourself not just vulnerable security wise mm. but you yourself like emotionally are more vulnerable you're putting yourself right. out there you're you're exactly. you know dating you're going to be a little bit maybe not mm-hmm. necessarily trusting but you're going to be i guess more open and more forward in your conversations probably than you no- more normally would be right exactly and so that's that kind of leads into like one of the more visible ways that dating apps are um to, are should be thought about in a cybersecurity lens is that there's a huge potential for social engineering mm-hmm. right people can willingly provide information to people who don't have the best of intentions. Right. So if I'm dating someone and we're having an interesting conversation and some, you know, I ask, Oh, where are you from? You know, you talk about your mom. Are you more of a cat person or a dog person? Yeah. Are you more of a cat person or a dog? So, uh, I know your mom just got remarried. What was her maiden name? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. She got to take her, is she going to take her new husband's name? You could really easily social engineer and find questions that you can retroactively use to get information on other people. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, these are, these are, you could spoof people. This kind of a phishing attack and hackers can pretend to be people who are interested in dating. Um, you, they can also maybe provide links to malicious websites or to scamming websites in right. the chats. Yeah, easy easy to do. Right. You can manipulate people to give information, like I said, social security number or credit card information. I mean, you sh- if you should not send your social security number to someone over Tinder. Wait, you <laughs> Please don't, don't. Wait, your first line in, in dating apps isn't give me the last four of your social so I know you're real? Yeah. How yeah. is he supposed to verify the person? I mean... <laughs> Exactly right. Um, I mean, if I was on the dating app scene, it's the first thing I would do. Yeah, obviously. exactly. Yeah, I struck out a lot. Struck, yeah. Quick, quick side story. Um, I was terrible at using dating apps. I only really went on one date, um, yeah. via Tinder, and I ended up just playing bridge. Oh no, <laughs> the board game. I was like at a sewing that sounds, circle. That sounds so much like you. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, more sophisticated attackers 
Um, they can even create fake login screens that you can trick people into providing their user credentials and, and access, access personal information. And also one of the things that's very common that you get a lot if you use dating apps is scam bot accounts Mm -hmm. where there'll be like a text bot that you interact with and it'll be like, Hey, I saw your picture. You're really cute. And you're like, Oh, thanks. I, you know, think you're cool too. And they're like, oh, hey, you should check out this link. And it, like, you're like, oh, you're a scam bot. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are like very hard to police. And so um, scam bot accounts are also a way that, that attackers, it's another attack vector that they can get in to right. you know, get your personal information, identify information to compromise your identity. Right. In a creepier vein, security researchers at Flexera even warned that a phone's camera or microphone could be turned on you know, remotely through like a dating app. You know, when that could be used to eavesdrop on conversations and possibly, you know, could be confidential business meeting or, maybe, or you know, could be an intimate moment. Uh, on the encryption side of things, you know, dating apps have in- implemented uh, HTTPS, which for, you know, less technically sound people, that means that they're using a more secure way to browse the Internet for the most part. Mm-hmm. It's using SSL, which we're not really going to get into in this particular episode basically it's just a more secure way of browsing the internet for the most part so and they're using this you know to protect the transmission between users and data uh, servers but kapersky researchers have found incomplete and vulnerable implementations that are susceptible to man in the middle attacks mm-hmm. and they don't check the validity of this ssl certificate which means it strips the https back to http mm. which basically means that your conversations between you and a website are not encrypted right Right, which is another way that, that people can get information on you. Yeah. Uh, looking into sort of the forensic background of a dating app, you know, I've, I have a colleague of mine who she has done some research on this, and she has covered sort of what sort of artifacts remain even after you uninstall the app, even after you wipe your phone, that mm-hmm. artifacts, in fact, still remain on your phone from your own profile picture, from the profile pictures of other people that have matched with you. These, these get saved into your phone mm. and are just there whether you know it or not. So there's actually, you know, a lot of residual data that this app is sort of leaving around. There's a lot of these nuggets that would are more relevant to like a forensic analysis of a phone. Right. So, you know, if you're ever planning on cheating, uh, your Tinder phone is going to, using Tinder on your phone is going to be a dead giveaway. You can never really wipe it away. Right. Well, right. I mean, you could, you know, absolutely destroy the phone, but that's about <laughs> it. Yeah, I think a quick, let's do a quick um, summary, a few things that people out there who are on dating apps, some things you should just keep in mind. One is if you're going to link your dating app to other social networks, make sure that you have different passwords. Try to make it as difficult as possible. So if you you know your one password is compromised, they don't have access to the whole farm, mm-hmm. right? So that's one thing. Um, deleting the app doesn't mean that your data goes away, especially not on other people's account. You yeah, know. definitely. They're going to be able to see stuff that you sent them or pictures of you. Right. So the the most that you can do is you can delete the app, but you should also delete your account. That's things that most people will forget. They'll just, oh, hold down their iPhone's middle button. Right. The apps will shake and you hit the X. You're like, oh, it's done. No, the account still exists. Right. And all your information associated with that account does as well. So you need to shut down your account. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is don't click on links that people send you. Don't open things that people send you. Um, and if you trust someone enough... <laughs> um, you know, you can never really trust someone enough, and it's so hard to develop trust, especially with a stranger, because you're using an app that's designed to give the whole world, anyone who wants to know, as much information about you that you're comfortable to giving right. and able to make a romantic connection so you can be happy. But right, but some of the things that you might not be thinking about are the information that you know you don't know that you're actually providing. Mm-hmm. A lot of the early days of these apps, you know, they weren't nearly as protected as they are now, 
and still exploits and things can strip away at some of these protections. But early on in its onset, Grinder had a very bad issue with uh, its location services, mm-hmm. such that you were actually able to triangulate someone's position. Right. Even if, you know, they weren't telling you this information, you could tell where their phone was. Mm. So you could tell where that person is. And think of how sensitive that might be, especially around lots of the areas of the world where LGBTQ uh, peoples are still persecuted, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and, you know, it's a it's a pretty pretty big deal, you know, that you might have this sort of security vulnerability you're not even thinking about. You know, you, you think you're maybe trying to be safe on this app, and mm-hmm. really you didn't even know you're exposing yourself to a threat. Right, right. So, and- you know, keep up to date about, you know, the news about these things. If you hear something, you know, you should be very cognizant about anything you're putting on your phone. Mm-hmm. So in conclusion, you shouldn't be afraid of dating apps as much as you should be afraid of any other dating apps, but you should take a few steps to protect yourself like we've talked about. And that's right. So next time you see a link from decrypted podcast on your Tinder account, where it <laughs> should we you- create a podcast Tinder account? Well, maybe we will. That's some viral grassroots advertising. I'm going to do that right now. I wonder how many people we could get to click on a link. <laughs> Please don't click on suspicious links in, on your dating apps or anywhere, frankly. Right. And if you see the decrypted logo on a Tinder account, please swipe right. Decrypted is based upon work supported by the National Science Foundation under grant number 1433425 for the CyberCorp program at the George Washington University. Any opinions, findings, conclusions, or recommendations expressed in this material are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of the National Science Foundation. Thank you.